Oi. Oi, fucking you. Hmm. What's up, everyone? It's Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for... Fucking, where's my phone? Where is it? For Tuesday, 17th of July, 2018. Ah. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, mate. I, um... First of all, I'm, I did it. I got around to doing the podcast today. I very nearly gave myself a pass and didn't do it today. I was going to do it tomorrow, but I did it. Um, I just got, so I was on a bus from, uh, I'm in Berlin. I'm in Berlin right now. Um, I was on a bus from Paris for like 14 hours. I had, um, where do I start this story? (laughs) I mean, I had dinner with some friends in Paris and, uh, it just like, you know, when you like, you know that you're about to be late, but you don't make any, take any kind of action to prevent it. Like we were at dinner and, uh, just taking it easy. Like I knew I had like, it would, it would take 25 minutes to walk to the bus station. And then we left like half an hour. So I gave myself like a five minute leeway, but we had had like a 20 minute dessert. It's like, we didn't need to have dessert, you know, but, um, like I was like, oh, I've got forty-five minutes to my bus leave. Let's get a dessert. Like, like what a fucking awful bit of planning. Uh, <laughs> and then we like walk to the bus station. There's uh, me and then uh, my mate Nico and uh, his new girlfriend, who is lovely, by the way. Oh my god, um, I'm so happy for my boy Nico um, for. Landing a lovely lady. I'm very stoked for him. I heard a lot about her. And then, um, and a couple of our other mates. And we're like walking to the bus station. And I've got all my bags on. And we get to the bus station. But it's like the bus that I want isn't leaving from that particular part. Meanwhile, we've got like five minutes before the time when I'm supposed to be there. And like literally 15 minutes before the bus actually fucking leaves. And, um, we drop the other two. They're just like, hey, we got to bounce. And I'm like, yep. I'm like walking away from them, turning around, waving like, all right, thank you. Bye. Like, it's great to see you. <laughs> see you maybe if I'm back in Paris in September. Um, and so me, Nico and his girlfriend are like walking across this, uh, this park that it doesn't look like there's buses on the other side. And I'm like sweating now. And it's like, it's my bus is supposed to leave at, uh, uh, what was it? 10.35, yeah, 10.35, and it's like, it's like 10.20, <laughs> and we're just walking across a park because someone said that that's where the buses were, and we get across, and um, maybe by like 10.25 we get there, and I'm like like half running with both of my bags just along the fucking the bays of buses to try and find the one that I'm getting, and it's hot, and it's summer, and... Um, I finally see my bus. I check my phone. That's the right number. Amazing. Breathe a sigh of relief. Hug Nico. Hug his girlfriend. Say goodbye. And then I get uh, <laughs> I get in the line and I hear the the dude and the girl next to me speaking in Australian accents. And I'm like, oh, what's up? And we 
have a bit of an obligatory Australian conversation, which I'm just like, I'm happy to talk at this stage now that I know I've got my bar. So I just, you know, I'm excited to talk to someone and they're Australian in France. That's rare, whatever. And, um, <laughs> and we get to the front of the line and it's, so it's the 16th of July at this point. Uh, I know it's the 16th because the 15th of July was the World Cup final. I, I know that date was the date that the World Cup final was on. And that was yesterday in this story. And, um, so get to the front of the line. These two Australians are in front of me. They're a couple and they're, you know, they're going to Poland to see the girl's grandmother or something. <laughs> Can you tell by the way I'm laughing that, that it doesn't end up well for them? <laughs> and, uh, they get to the front of the line and the dude's like, oh, you scanned your ticket and is like, it's not. It's, you, your names aren't on here, and they're like, "What? Say it again." And he's like, "It's the fifteenth, yeah." And in my head, I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> like I didn't even say anything, but I was just like, "Oh, brutal! You've got the wrong day." And it dawned on them, and the girl was like, "No, no!" <laughs> she was. Fucking devastated. Oh, God, it's so awful that I'm laughing, but it was like, <laughs> it was like comical, the level to which it was like, it was like a cartoonish reaction. No! Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could have recorded it because it was so fucking good. Uh, and the, the guy was like, we, mate, we don't have anywhere to stay. Please, 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 can we get on the bus? And it's like five minutes before that was me. I'm like begging people like, you know, please tell me where my bus is. And then I finally get there and I'm chill. And then I see these people, <laughs> what I was scared of five minutes before happens to them. And I'm like, fuck out of my way, dude. Get me on that bus. I got nothing for you. <laughs> mm, God, it's good when things work out. Um... <laughs> fucking hell i wonder what happened i think um it wasn't a cheap bus it was like 60 euro for me and that was <clears throat> i booked it the day before no i booked it that morning ah it's probably gonna cost them fucking 60 euro each which is still like it's like 100 bucks each um yeah because the guy was like you can have a ticket but you have to pay it but then again i didn't see them on the bus so maybe they did get fucked <laughs> maybe there were no spare seats oh and then they had to stay in power. I mean, look, it sounded like they had fucking money. Like, no, it didn't sound like they had money. But it sounded like if you've got enough money to pay for a bus ticket, like to buy one there, then you've got enough money to um, to get a hostel for the night. Do you know what I mean? In Paris. It just went, oh, God, it was sucked. But you know what? If you're in love, I've got very little sympathy for you on other otherwise. Because go fuck yourself. I'm traveling by myself. I need these breaks. God, I'm bitter. Um, all right. Paris was... Uh, oh, no, I'll tell... All right, so I got on that bus, and then that was like... As soon as I got on, sweet, just relaxed, and, um, you know, that was like... All through the night, had some dude next to me with, with like, his kid, like, his, like, toddler, just, like, holding his toddler and letting his toddler sleep in his arms. Got to be brutal to have a kid on that kind of bus. And then... Um, Fair play to the kid, though. Completely quiet the whole time. Didn't make a peep. Um, and then... Oh, I saw two American... Go this was kind of weird. Two American dudes 
so I didn't have any water. I fucked up. I didn't get any water for the bus ride. So for the first like four or five hours, I didn't have any water. And I was like considering going and drinking out of the toilets, but I was like, nah, don't do that. Don't, nah, don't be that guy. You don't want that water. Like that's going to make you throw up on the bus. And um, so we got to the like servo, the first stop in the middle of the night and I get out and there's, two, there's like 1.5 litre waters for like one, one euro 10 or two for one euro. No, one for two euro 10 or two for two euro 50. And these two American guys come in and get two each. Like, just get one each, man. Who needs three liters of water in a bottle when there's more stops? You can fill it up in the toilets. Ah, uh, for some reason that really irked me. I was like, you guys, like, you don't just have to get two. Like, they're just two idiots carrying around these 1.5 liter fucking waters. Like, how frivolous are you in your spending when you're on holiday? What, like, you got a bus. You got a bus, mate. But you're still splashing out on water. No pun intended. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. You just get split them between you. I wish I had someone with me to split a fucking two waters with. I almost tapped one of them on the shoulder and was like, hey, man, do you want one water and I'll buy the other one with you? We'll go fucking a dollar, a euro 25 each. But they both got two. Uh, you know why I didn't do it? Because I thought that if I did that, they would look at each other, see the trick, and go, oh, we'll just do them between ourselves. And then they would get the savings, and I'd be still there paying two ten for one. <laughs> it was almost like... <laughs> I don't know whether I hated what they d were doing, or if it kind of secretly made me happy that, like, you guys are fucking stupid, you're paying too much for li literally, like, a 1.5 litre water that you're going to pour down like, onto a plant at some point. There's no way you're drinking that other 1.5 litre. And you know what? Maybe they were with mates, and their mates were in the bus. I didn't check. But I'd, st I'd made my decision to not like them, and I'm sticking to it. Don't you dare try and convince me otherwise. So I get into Berlin at like 1.30 in the afternoon and I come to the place where I'm staying at. This is kind of what I wanted to talk about. It's so incredible. Um, basically, a mate of mine from like a dude that I met in Bolivia in 2011 that I've literally seen once since then, which was in December. He's, he's German. He lives in Berlin. I, uh, I hit him up when I was in Berlin. I was doing a gig and whatever, whatever. Um, so we hung out last time I was here. I, he told me that I could stay in his place last time I was here. So I hit him up and he said, oh, sorry, I'm on holiday, but I'll put a little call out for you. So it ended up being that someone answered his call out that was just like a friend of his and said, yeah, you can stay in my place. And it's this amazing lady. Um, She's just, like, opened her place up to me. She's like, yeah, I don't know you, but my friend that you're friends with is cool and whatever. I trust him to just have, like, a random dude in my house. So her kids are away on holiday, so I'm, like, sleeping in one of her kids' rooms. And the place is so lovely. It's in, like, a southern suburb of Berlin. It's, like, like real leafy. Like, I got out of the U-Bahn, the little uh, underground thingy train that they have, and um, it's just, like... Like trees everywhere, open wide streets, nice play. It looks like a kind of like really suburban, you know. Um, there's uh, I've looked on Google Maps. There's like a forest nearby. I get to the place. She's like, "Yes, please come in." And I'm not going to do that German accent. God, that was atrocious. I backed out straight away. Um, 
she's like, come in and, you know, like, whatever you want, like, take it. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'll get groceries. Like, it's fine. I'll fucking make my own food and shit. And she's like, just, you know, if you want to use anything, like, here's the Wi-Fi, here's the keys, here's blah, 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 blah. There's a, uh, a, there's a lake, like, a 10-minute run from here. I can go and, and swim in the lake. You can swim in the lake. There's two lakes. Double lake. Um... Just this place is a fucking dream. And it's like she's been living here for 10 years and it really has that lived-in feel to it. Like you can tell that she's been living here for 10 years, you know. Everything is just like in its place. It's all built up. I fuck. I love This really reminds me of the place that I grew up in, 100%. I'm just looking now. So I'm in the room that I'm in uh, belongs to her teenage son and it's got like – he's got stickers on the door just posters and shit around random stuff that probably all means something to him and has memories attached to it. He's got a calendar. Oh, it's up to date. That's nice. He likes football. Clearly he's got some football trophies and flags and just a real fucking kid's bedroom that this kid's grown up in, you know? Oh, fuck yeah, man. And I get to stay here. How insane is that? Like that... What an amazing person to let me fucking stay here and not be, like, a random dude traveling by himself who's a comedian, apparently, doesn't speak German. Fuck off. That's, like, ten red flags. <laughs> if she listens to this podcast, that'll be an eleventh red flag. I'm honestly blown away by, um, by the fact that she's letting me stay here. It's so sick. Um, I went down to the grocery shop and I got this, like, uh, I couldn't even read what it was. I was like, it was next to that, you know, that corn stuff, Q-U-O-R-A. It's like that vegan substitute for meat shit. There was like a freezer and it had that stuff in the supermarket next to the thing that I bought, which was like something worse. And I was like, this better not be fucking vegan something. Um, But I brought it back and it's like sausage wrapped in bacon or like prosciutto bacon or something. I don't know, man. I fried that up. And, uh, I'm really trying to experiment with stuff that'll give me a lot of energy. So obviously not that, that was an indulgence. Oh my God. It was so good. Oh my God. Sausage wrapped in bacon and you get three of them in a pack for like a fucking, like one euro 50. Oh, I ate two. I ate two of those motherfuckers while I was cooking my next thing. Um, the other thing that I thought was I got like, uh, kidney beans though, and, uh, fried them up with garlic butter and and uh, spring onions, and then just, like, drain the kidney beans, chuck some of them in there, mash them up into a paste, put pepper, salt, and just put that on toast. I'm trying to harness the power of the bean, you know? I just, I can't remember where I heard, but beans have, like, a lot of energy or something. So I'm like, if I can just figure out ways to sneak them into, like, tasty things... I, I, it's like I'm stealing their power, you know, cause, um, yeah, there's no other way that I'm just like, just eating raw beans like that. Nah, but if I can hide it in amongst other foods, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to live poor cause I've got no fucking money right now. It's, I'm, I'm staying in Berlin, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood with this lady until, um, until Wednesday evening, because Thursday morning Australian time, that's when I get my my money from the government, and then I can use that money to buy my flight to Edinburgh and pay for accommodation for etc. 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 That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. 
Yeah. Um, Paris was fucking amazing, though. I did end up going to Paris. Like, so obviously, if you guys are following the World Cup at all, you know that England, football did not come home. Um, there's been a lot of debate over that song about whether it's like it means the trophy's coming home or like, I don't know. I, people are debating the meaning, which I, apparently it was because it was made in, in, in Euro 96. So it's like the tournament is coming back to England or whatever. I took it to mean that like the trophy's coming home, but I don't know, man. I think England did amazing. I was, I, I feel so lucky to have been in England when they won that game against uh, Colombia and then the game against Sweden, it was an incredible feeling. And uh, a little bit gutted that I had to gig after the one against Sweden, that I couldn't stay out and, and, and just drink all night and not kind of think about anything. But uh, just to be there with the country in that moment and to, like, having read about how special it was and how, like, different it was to every other tournament um, and the vibe in the country and every other tournament for the last 20 years. It really felt amazing to be in there amongst that and to, like, you know, fucking have friends that cared about it so much that I could kind of vibe off of them. Oh, I remember after the Sweden game. What, when, was, when was the Sweden game? Yeah, it would have been... Um, I would have talked about this last week, but when I got on the train that night, just before I got to Dublin, and uh, it was like 1am, got out of the train, and everyone started singing, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, like, just spontaneously, like a crowd of random strangers that were on a train, to get, like, oh, fuck, it was so great, and all people talking shit about England smashing up their fucking pubs and throwing pints in the air, fuck off, dude, like, if you're watching football with a bunch of drunk people, you don't... Th Some people throw their pints in the air, but that wasn't how it started as a thing. It started because everyone's jumping because they're excited and they want to jump and they don't have time for carrying their fucking pint. It's not like they're standing still and just throwing their pint up in the air. Oh, my elbow just hit the foosball table in this kid's room. That's right, he has a foosball table. <laughs> it's not like they're all just standing still and going... Oh, we fucking scored, then, aren't we? And I'm gonna throw my pint up. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my pint up in the air. Oh, still no good. Why do I keep trying? <laughs> sometimes I can do a good one, and then sometimes it's absolute fucking fucking nightmare, isn't it? Um, it's not like they're standing still and just throwing their pint up in the air. No, you're jumping and the pint is the first thing to go. It's collateral damage. It's like America when they're bombing, <laughs> bombing terrorists and they accidentally, like, you know, explode a school or whatever. It's like that. The pint is the school and, then, and the terrorists are jumping. The, the joy of bombing terrorists is the joy of jumping. Those are the analogous things in this metaphor. And the pint is... <laughs> is children's education. <laughs> and when you need a bomb terrorist, children's education goes up in the air and over everyone else gathered around in Box Park Croydon. Okay? All right, good. I'm glad I could explain that for those of you uh, who don't understand <laughs> why English people throw their pints in the air when they watch football. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Um, well, I was really happy to be there in that moment. And then, so, like, when England lost, I was in Dublin and, uh, yeah, I mean, they weren't even that stuck. Like, Irish people didn't really give a fuck. They were like, yeah, England lost for, like, 10 seconds. And then, oh, that was the weirdest thing. I haven't talked about this. I After that game, I was fucking devastated, man, just because I'm... I had I felt like I had some sort of connection to that England team. Like I, you know, I care about. I've followed Tottenham in the Premier League, and there were like four or five Spurs players in the squad. And and um, after watching all the games, Australia went out, so I kind of picked England as my second team. Well, I definitely did, and um, I really thought they were going to go through, man. I really believed the hype about Croatia being tired and blah 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 blah. So when they lost, I was devastated, but. I had to do a set, like I was literally on stage five minutes after the game, after the final whistle, and uh, I thought it was going to penalties. I was sure it was going to penalties. No way did I see that that extra time goal coming. That was fucking devastating, and uh, yeah, I went on stage, and it was very interesting because I was like sad, and I was like, I'm not going to lie and pretend like I'm not sad, so I went on stage, and it was just like... Someone else before me was laughing about England losing, and I went on stage and was just like, hey, guys, um, I was supporting England. I'm very sad, and I wish that they didn't lose, you know? And just kind of took it from there, like tried to build my set off of being sad. It was actually all right. I don't know. It felt good. I think anything that takes for me anything that takes me out of the routine of just doing my bits and makes me reframe the bits in a different emotional light. Anything that does that is like, is useful, you know? So going on and just rather than trying to do my bits and pretend like I'm not sad to go on and be like, Hey guys, I'm sad. Here's some jokes framed around being sad. I didn't quite nail it because I didn't maintain that energy through the set. I tried to build after a while because I got scared that, People were getting bored, but I think I should have stuck with it or tried to go back to maybe once I did some bits, got them laughing, instead of trying to do more, go back to the idea of, yeah, but I'm still sad. This is more of just a note for me rather than anyone else. I wonder if anyone finds that interesting at all. Music. I've got to do music. Before I go on to talking about the final, um, let's find out about... uh, So my music recommendation is... One Kiss by Dua Lipa and Calvin Harris. And I really don't know <laughs> how coherent in tone or like, what you know, genre these music recommendations are that I keep throwing out. But I have this written down and I didn't do any pregame for this podcast today because I didn't think I was going to record it until five minutes beforehand. And this is a song that I had written down. And you know what? It's a fucking banger. One Kiss is all it takes. Falling in love with me. Possibility, I'm a bit all you need. I look like all you need. It's just a sick house track, man. Calvin Harris, I want to hate him, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know his face. I don't know anything about him. I think I just hate that he's popular and he's been around forever. So he's like, you know, he's like a hit machine. Why is there no respect for those guys? He's clearly behind it. Like, it's not like, I don't know. Do we think those people write their their stuff? Let's find out. I'm on Wikipedia now. Born 17 January 1984. Fucking hell, man. He's like seven years older than me. He has been huge 
forever. 2002. Oh my god, he was 18. Go fuck yourself. God damn it. Scottish DJ, singer, songwriter, record producer. His studio album, I Created Disco, 2007, spawned two top 10 singles. Was he? Wait, 84, 94, 04, yeah. So he was 18, so he was 23 when that came out. Blah, 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 blah. International prominence with the release of the third studio album, Blue, 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 in 2012. Well, what? Early life, career. He's from Dumfries in Scotland. Fair play. Uh, I want to know when he started, when he got enough money that he didn't have to worry about trying to get laid anymore. That's what I want. Music career. 2006. Signed contracts with 360 Group. Later in 2006, he produced a remix of All Saints single Rock Steady. Released I Created Disco in 2007. Whatever. Oh my god, he moved back from London to Dumfries in 2006. Like, he, okay, so he must have already been kind of crushing it around London early on to be able to move away from London and still be fucking successful. Do you know what I mean? So he must have been doing pretty well before that. I want to know when he'd start, like... Oh, and he did Ready for the Weekend, 2008. You're my shoes and I'm ready for the weekend. That was a banger. I remember taking pills listening to that song. Um, oh, his music career thing is so long. He's releasing what? I don't know, man. I just the first thing that I think is when he was eighteen, did he fuck like crazy? Surely he would have. But he seems to be keeping quite pro. Like he's not a figure in public life, is he? I guess he just plays a beater and stuff like that. He's probably, what? How old is he now? Fourteen, thirty. 33, 34. He's not even that old still. And he's been famous for 10 fucking years. Jewel, and he's like on the... Jewel Leaper is like a new... She's like new. She's, God, I know so little about the music industry. She's like new. She's like one of the new ones. So like... Like if he's with her, then that means that he's still got it, you know? Like he's still like delivering the goods of that. Like that's my sort of, uh, that's my analysis of the situation business-wise. Listen to the song if you like house music, if you like dancing, if you like riding your bike in the sunshine. Oh, another great thing about Berlin, I have access to a bike. <laughs> so that's going to be sick. Um, I'm going to, oh, I don't have headphones though. My headphones broke. Everything's just going wrong for me. Uh, I lost them when I was celebrating the World Cup final. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I went on a whim to Paris to... Um... Oh, let me talk about the weird dreams that I've been having, actually. Uh, no, I'll do that last. Here's why. Okay, so... I went on a whim to Paris because it was France-Croatia in the final, and I just... I feel like it's always been a kind of vague dream of mine to be in the country that wins the World Cup when they win, you know? Just to feel that vibe. Like, I wanted to be uh, in Brazil for the Brazil World Cup, but I obviously didn't have the money and that wasn't going to happen. 2014, I mean, how was I going to have the money in 2014? Come on, are you fucking kidding me? That's <laughs> when I moved to London, I was broke as fuck. But... 
Yeah, that was a pipe dream. But this one was kind of realistic because France got in. I got Nico in Paris. He'll let me crash. It's right there. It was a 30-euro bus to from London to Paris. And uh, so I just stumped up the cash the day of, and the next day I was headed there overnight. Um, got there, had a nap, woke up, drank some beers, met up with Nico, and, like, they were just going nuts. Man, it, it, it would have been crazy if they'd lost because people were acting like they'd already won before the game started, you know? People were dancing in the streets. People were waving flags onto, like, oncoming cars, doing that, like, that, like, Torador, you know, bullfighting thing with cars with the French flag and shit. And I, my favourite thing was I saw two dudes riding a moped uh, down the street, like, piggybacking, and... This like throng of people outside the bar were like trying to stop every car that went past. They were trying to high five the people in the car and all this kind of stuff. The moped dudes got came up to the group of people, slowed down. They were waving flags as well. They stopped, got off the moped, danced with these people that they, they didn't know. They didn't know for like fucking you know like a minute. Got back on the bike and then just sped off down the street. <laughs> it was so great, man. <laughs> and, um, man, that was just the vibe of the whole day. Like, if you go on my Instagram story, you can see Aiden Taco Jones on Instagram. Go check out the story of the World Cup day, especially the video of the guy that I filmed when they were, um, when Griezmann stepped up to take the penalty. When it was one all, they got that penalty. And, uh, and Griezmann stepped up, stepped up to take it. And I, I was looking in, I just had my phone pointed in like a way. And as it happened, it was pointing right at this fucking guy who was like shitting himself about the penalty, hugging the flag and they scored and he just, everyone went nuts. Oh my God. It was beautiful. And obviously they won 4-2 and, uh. I couldn't even really stay out for the rest of the night. Like, I stayed out for a fair few more hours, but I was so just just shredded, man, from the bus and, and like, three hours of napping in the afternoon and then going out and drinking. Um, said goodbye to Nico and his girlfriend and then went back uh, to Nico's place where I was staying. He was staying at his girlfriend's place. And I just found, like, a little street party on the side of the road there was like a dude with uh, a, like a speaker and some decks and there were like 20, 25 people there dancing on the street next to the like double lane, like, uh, you know, highway or whatever. And I just like stayed there dancing with them. People were driving past honking horns. It was like way out in the sticks in outer Paris. But even there, just people on the streets dancing and, and making a fuss. Um, the cops shut that down, which was super fucking lame. But, man, what a night. What a World Cup, huh? If you didn't watch it, oh, how can you not love football, man? It was incredible. I don't think I'm going to be able to not watch the 2022 one in Qatar. As disgusting as the human rights abuses are, let's discuss, like, it's actually a fucking nightmare that it's in Qatar. It's one of the great injustices in the modern world, which sounds like... Uh, that sounds like an exaggeration, but honestly, it is. Like, they know, they fucking know. Everyone loves football, and they fucking know that we can't not watch it because everyone loves it so much. Those fucking scumbag, piece of shit cunts. 
that run FIFA. Sepp Blatter, you worthless fucking scumbag. I hope you rot in hell for the rest of your fu- for the rest of eternity. That fucking money grubbing piece of shit, bribe taking, cynical fuck, for trying to steal this fucking thing away from us. And with all that, I know, I know, I know, I can't not watch it. It was too good. But I just wish something would be done to not have the next one in Qatar. I fucking I wish. Ugh. But it's going to be there. There's really, you know, what else can be done? You can't protest FIFA, right? Countries aren't going to pull out because the players care too much. If you imagine how much I care, imagine how much a player cares who's worked their whole life to play, you know, and that might be their only chance to try and fucking play in a World Cup or win a World Cup or whatever it is. They're not going to pull out. It's it's wild the kind of the sacrifices like this is like, I mean it's like a similar kind of thing to um to like not doing a room me as a comedian not doing a room because there's someone there who has committed sexual assault you know it's like up until a point I will try and support that but at the end of the day, you really can't fucking fight against what you love, and, you know, you only get one life to do that thing, I don't know, though, ah, this is, the sexual, nah, the sexual assault thing's completely different, actually, World Cup comes around, you might only get one chance in your life to play at one, sexual assault, I don't, I, I don't have to go and do those fucking rooms, that's a huge thing in Melbourne comedy, actually, um, this guy, Roy Malloy, I can name him, has been fucking, accused of sexual assault by multiple women, varying from, like, just kind of weird breaches of personal space to, like, out-and-out rape. And um, it's finally been made public, so no one's doing his his rooms anymore. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to be charged. I think people have gone to the police, but that would be cool. For anyone in Melbourne listening, I'm going to be starting a room when I get back in October at the Baden-Powell Saturday afternoons um, open mic, taking all comers, just sign up on the day, and, uh, and my friend who is a girl, uh, runs the pub, is venue manager at the pub, so I'm going to be running it in, like, conjunction with her, conjunction? In a partnership with her, with a focus on trying to get more female comedians down, and the point is that it's in Saturday afternoon, so it's safe to be at, it's not going to end late, it's, the Baden-Powell is like, it's in Collingwood. It's like right just, you know, on the edge of the CBD. It's it's super central, heaps easy to get to and from for um, public transport and shit and just try and give an alternative for uh, for people to do that's not finishing late and, and making people have to go home when it's dark and blah, 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 blah. I don't know how I got talking about this again. Fuck. Um, anyway, yeah, the World Cup was amazing. And, oh, this is what I was going to close on. Um, <laughs> I was, I've been having weird dreams lately. I dreamt that Dua Lipa died. I, I don't remember that. I had that written down. I don't really remember that one very well, but I had a dream, um, while I was on the bus today in that kind of feverish half wake, half sleep dream state that you can only have when you've been traveling for 12 hours, sitting up in a chair on a hot bus. And, uh, I remember the dream was like, I was in a, car leaning out the window and I saw some French people with French flags and I wanted to scream out to them because they won the World Cup, you know, and I was still kind of in that mindset, but I couldn't, whenever I tried to scream it out, 
my words just froze in my mouth and it was like, uh, but I kind of was conscious of the fact that I was choosing not to say it and I'd, I would try to say it, but then I would stop from saying it. And uh, I woke up and I realized where I was, which was on this bus. And I realized that if I had said, maybe I was saying it. I don't think I was. There was some subconscious part of my brain that knew that I was on the bus and stopped me from screaming out on the crowded bus. Um, even when I was in my dream. Like, yeah, as I woke up, I realized, oh, if I'd, if I'd done that in my dream, I would have done it on the bus and it would have just been a random sleeping Australian guy saying in a bad French accent, go the blues, <laughs> like go the French football team, not French. And also he's asleep. Terrifying. That would have been great for that kid sleeping next to me. Um, oh, that's the podcast for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, if you've liked it, uh, rate and subscribe. iTunes, five stars, motherfucker. Um, share it on Facebook, on on Twitter, if you've liked it. If you got to this point, uh, tell your friends about it. Tell some people to listen. Also, if you're in Berlin, I'm doing the Abisham Flat. This is the last time that I have booked anywhere in the world. Um, I'll probably do it a bunch more times later, whatever. But for the moment, this is the last time that I am... Um, performing this show for the foreseeable future and I'm doing it on Sunday at 6.30 at the Comedy Cafe Berlin in Neukölln um, so uh, find me facebook.com slash ajtaco I'll be posting about it on there probably tomorrow, um, that's on Sunday and I'm doing a few other open mics and the Cosmic Comedy Club on Friday and Saturday night as well so if you're in Berlin and you're listening to this, hit me up and find out what night would be good to come down and come down and check out some of my shows, man. Other than that, though, thank you guys very much for listening and have a fucking sick day. I'm sorry this podcast was late, but travel, man, that's what it is. <laughs> have a great... Ugh, I hate this ending. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. <laughs>